Hey everyone, today we have Cherie Ramon joining us on the podcast. Cherie is such a delight. She performed for the first time with It's Personal online in 2020 for our Bitches Get Personal show. And I think this is a great episode if you're a working actor and trying to find balance between your dreams versus reality. Take a listen to the piece and stick around for the interview. Enjoy. long as I can remember, I've had this deep yearning to be a star. Specifically a rich and famous actress. <laughs> I grew up watching I Love Lucy and fantasized constantly about being the star of my own show, making people laugh. When I was seven or eight, we got this printer and desktop computer for the first time. So I sat down and I typed up a letter to Lucille Ball. In my letter, I very prudently requested that she change the time of her show to an earlier hour so that I could watch it on school nights. Because I had the hardest time waking up in the morning and Lucy was on at 11 and I had to watch. I was so proud of myself. I put that letter in an envelope, I marched it over to my mom and I asked her to send it off. She took one look at it and said, you know Lucille Ball is dead. I was crushed. See, my mom lived in this world that adults like to call reality, which is also the world that my father lived in. Both were very, very separate from me. I mean, my mom did a great job fostering my creativity, just with heavy undertones of that's not how people support themselves. Her reality was she was dealt a pretty tough hand. Single mom, no help, her own demons to manage. She wasn't working her passion job. She was working to pay the bills. My dad started coming around a little before I went into high school and both of my parents were big on education. Neither of them made it very far in college so they both believed that it was my way out of the cycles that they live in. So, I tucked my fantasies of being a movie star away faster than Lucy and Ethel could stuff chocolates in their mouth. It, like, really hit it. Like, even from myself. Lucy was a lie. The existence of my dream was a lie. I got my AA, my BA, and halfway through my MA, some friends asked me if I would act in this film project that they were creating. I felt this jolt of excitement through my body that I can feel even now just thinking about it. Hell yes! I went to one rehearsal and I was hooked. 
like I wasn't a trained actor, but my parents had taught me the importance of education. So I got myself signed up for an acting class. I started in unpaid productions, really anything I could get into. Then I did commercials and eventually paid roles in movies. Yes, I am an actress. And it feels good to say that. I've actually even starred in a movie before and it feels weird to say that. But little Cherie is eating that up right now. I know it. Last year, I started going back and forth between Sacramento and LA to take acting classes. And I started submitting myself for work in LA and I even booked a couple of roles. So 2020, this is it, my year. With the support of my fiance, my friends, my whole community, I got a job, packed my stuff up and moved down to LA by myself in February. About a month or so later, COVID happened. My job didn't work out. I was back in Sacramento. For the most part, I've got the crying out of my system. But what is lingering here is the lesson. What is the fucking lesson here? Was it never meant to be? Should I put everything on the line again and go back as soon as I get the chance? If I don't, am I giving up on myself? Or maybe the only lie was believing in my dream. I'm too caught up in the meta of it all to see it clearly, but I do know that I'm not ready to give up. I am still an actress and I still feel alive when I'm lucky enough to act. I'm not ready to give up. Maybe instead of a lie, this was a redirection. I honestly don't know where I'll be in a year, but right now I feel more comfort in that than fear. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here. I know we were just kind of briefly saying that it's been a hot second since we've chatted, so I'm really excited to catch up yeah. and like hear how you're doing, especially after this piece. Uh-huh. Let's just jump right in. You talk about the theme of 
reality versus dreams a little bit Mm -hmm. throughout it. You know, you're talking to your kid being a dreamer and then in your adult life you have these dreams of wanting to be an actor and pursuing that career. And at the same time you have that reality from your family where you need to, you know, make your money and have a life and support yourself. And I was just curious, have you felt like you have found balance since you've talked about this? You know what? I actually, I do feel like I have found some balance, but it it's not that there has necessarily been much of a shift in like my work life. I mean, besides the fact that now I'm in LA. Oh, I'm in LA now. Yes. <laughs> Woo, yes she's in LA. LA. So now I, I, I live in LA and <laughs> I've been booking stuff down here, which has been really great. So I'm, I'm living more of my dream. Um, I still have my day job. Thank goodness. Right. One of the benefits of guests of this pandemic has been that I'm able to work from home. And so um, I'm so grateful for that mm-hmm. almost 100% of the time. Now, my job's still in Sacramento, so when I do have to go in, it's for a workshop or something. I facilitate focus group type workshops. Yeah. I, I think that the main thing that has shifted for me with that like reality versus dream life is that I realize that the first step is merging them. Mm. I think before I always thought like I have to leave my day job. I, I have to just jump straight into this acting life and be in LA and like all this stuff. And, and then I realized like, you know, there's this like internal part of me that was very resistant to that. It doesn't feel safe. It's scary. And so, (laughs) and it's like financially very scary. Right. I do like eating (laughs) and I like, you know, I do like having a roof over my head. Yes, I'm with Um, you. Yeah. And so it was like this realization that I was like, oh my gosh, because, you know, I do all this self work and like kind of like mindset work. And it's like, okay, one step at a time, one step at a time will get you closer to your goals. And then I realized, Mm. oh, I could do that with with everything, I guess, not just with yoga, not just with, you know, acting like the other stuff. Yeah. I can actually help shift my mindset one step at a time. And so um, I was like, okay, cool. So then I'm going to do both right now, whatever that looks like. And so I, you know, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for my job. I'm really grateful for my boss. I have a a, an amazing boss, Amy, Amy. Oh my gosh. Amy Welch Gandy. I know. <laughs> just put that out there. Like she's just awesome. Shout out to Amy. Shout out to Amy. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> like just talking to her and like all that stuff is like, she's really great. As long as I, you know, I show up when I'm supposed to and I get my stuff done. Like, cause you know, some jobs, I think mm-hmm. that as actors, maybe, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but it's like, you feel like you have to lie about whether or not you're an actor. Like, no, yeah. I'm just doing this. You know, this is just my job. Like, I don't, I don't have a hobby or a, or a, another career that's growing. You know, like it's <laughs> like no, this is just my focus. But um, she's super like understanding and and that's she knows what's amazing. So anyway, no, I mean no, but it, I mean it's a good it's a good point. And I think you know I feel like every actor should listen to your piece and then listen to your response right now because. I think this was also a realization I personally had myself too of being able to find that balance of having my dream career that I'm pursuing but also the reality is I do want to have a dog and uh, I do want to have a roof over my head and how do I support myself Mm -hmm. and buy clothes and (laughs) and like all those things 
that I want to do to thrive or even pay for your acting career. Oh my and it's, gosh, it's, yes. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. And, and I think for a while I did the same thing like you were saying. You just want to like jump in and be like, well, I shouldn't have a day job. No, I don't need that day job. I just should be doing the acting because you always hear those stories. You know, they, they just did acting. They went for it. They had $5 yes. in their pocket and they went for it. Yes. And I think yes. that's so this like underlying theme in your piece of it being two separate things. But I feel like it's kind of beautiful because you yeah. found like this balance and have merged the two together, which is really awesome to hear. Yeah. And I'm happy you're in L.A. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited to be here too. It's been a long time coming. Like for a while there, I was going back and forth from Sacramento to LA every week. Mm. And I think I did that for like a year before I was like, Whoa. this is just unsustainable for me at this point in what I'm doing with a day job and with, you know, everything else going on. I, I realized I was like breaking myself emotionally yeah. and I just felt like really depleted like I was exhausted and I realized you know if the whole purpose of me doing this is to be happy with my career and I'm running myself ragged to the point where I don't feel happy and you know I think it it works for a little while Mm -hmm. it was like financially stressful and like all that stuff so yeah I think if I could have like if I could have just like you know take it hopped in my private jet and you know every (laughs) every other day like yeah it would have totally been fine <laughs> but you figured it out you found that balance I love that I love that I think that's so great to hear that you've made your dreams a reality basically mm-hmm. which is awesome in your piece like towards the end you say the line like what's the lesson what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn from all of this do you feel like I mean it's been almost a year now do you feel like you have finally answered that question for yourself? Um, well, it's a loaded question. <laughs> it is. It is. It totally is. But it's, it's a very valuable question. And I think I firmly believe that um, whatever you think the lesson that you need to learn is, is probably the lesson you need to learn. <laughs> no, no. So I think, I think in that situation, huh, this is a tough one. I think what I learned was I needed I needed to take care of myself. Like I know it's kind of a little bit off topic of what my what my piece was about, but I think that my lesson was I needed to take care of myself and mm. just do it. Like and I and I to figure out a way that I could just do it as close to as close to doing it as I could. And for me that was finding that middle balance, like figuring out like okay, what is the closest approximation to my dream that I can live right now? And then mm. doing that and then continuing to dream. And it's a little bit easier to see things differently now from Southern California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when the next step becomes apparent, I'll take it. But I think, I think for a little while there, I got caught in this sort of, well, I really want this thing, but I have to change my life in order to pursue this thing and I'm so resistant to changing my life which I didn't realize because I didn't you know there's that part Mm -hmm. where it's like okay well all this stuff is happening in the world and it's you know it's wild and there are very legitimate reasons for not doing certain things right now but 
you know, and I, I don't think everybody has to, you know, quit their day job and then go live in a car and, you know, all that stuff and just be miserable while they, you know, pursue their dream. But I just feel like there is something that you have to give up or I had to give up. And what that was is the idea that I could change my life without changing my life. Mm. So... I just love everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really relating to everything this morning. I'm Thank like, you. yeah, I mean, dead on. <laughs> yes. that's, no, that's, yeah, that's great. Well, now in, in saying that and hearing kind of all this exciting news, how are you feeling about the rest of 2021? Oh, this is my year. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <I'm> so, it, <laughs> Well, because you said it, you said like 2020 was your year, and then I'm like, oh shit, like, yeah, 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 COVID, like, just a mess, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting to hear, yeah. It's so funny, too, because I'm just like, uh, I didn't actually actually realize I had said that about 2020, but it, that's what I thought at first. I was like, yes, I'm going for it. With like, I had like tied myself to chains that were like dragging me backwards. I'm like, yes, I'm going for it, and now I'm like. Uh, no, I actually feel free. I feel like, I don't know, I feel really good about this year. And so far, I mean, just, I don't, I, the industry has picked up a lot, at least what I've seen in the last, like, couple of months. And it's, it feels mm-hmm. like something is changing. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's so great. Well, one of my questions was, are you back in L.A.? But yes! we answered that. Yay! <laughs> um, I wanted to know, how is the writing process, doing that, uh, writing this piece, and then also leading into the rehearsal process for you? Um, so the process for writing the piece was I showed up, and I, I, I knew I wanted to participate. I had no idea what I wanted to say. Like, I, like... I don't know, like, I guess, like, you could say I spent, like, 80% of the prep time having no fucking clue what I was going to say. Oh, am I allowed to say the F word? Yeah, you drop okay. it, girl, drop okay. it, yes. I say it like, all the time. What rate, What is this rating? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to get this. are. We yeah, talk okay. about a lot of intimate stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, so it's, like, I spent, like, the majority of the time having no clue what I even wanted to say. And, and something that I have practiced, I am a writer, so I have been writing creatively since I was a little girl and then when I got into college I became a technical writer and now I'm writing creatively again so Mm. I write scripts and stuff like that and stories just uh, I think I process well in that way like Mm -hmm. emotions and so I kind of I you know got the old faithful journal out and just started just started writing like just free flow writing and then all of the sudden I got to something that felt mm-hmm. like it it was something I wanted to say that meat yes yes exactly yeah. yeah and then I and I was like okay okay I think that I think that this is like this is where I'm going to go and and then after that it just it flowed really easily and I was like wow that was it it took so much time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's just the creative process sometimes. Yes. I, yes. And that's the best feeling when you're like, you're sitting there, you're like, what? And then it just comes out. Like just word mm-hmm. vomit. It's the best. Yeah, absolutely. And how was rehearsing the the piece? Was it a challenge? Was it an easy breeze? How'd you feel about it? Um, it? It was actually challenging. It was 
It was interesting to watch myself, though. It was a really great practice for acting mm. because while I while I was doing it, while I was rehearsing, the first time I I I spoke the words out loud, it was really emotional for me. Mm-hmm. And then I shut it off. I was like, mm-hmm. nope. And then every time I rehearsed it, it was like surgical, like very like an A plus B plus C, and then we <laughs> eventually get the whole alphabet. And then I realized what I was doing. I was like, oh my gosh. And I actually became aware of that, that function, like whatever it is within a person that like helps them protect themselves from their environment or from what they're saying or what they're hearing or whatever. It's just like, wow, you can turn it, turn it on or off or open it or close it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I watched myself almost like from a bird's eye view, like go from like, being very emotional about it to not being emotional about it Mm -hmm. to then getting to then like being like okay let me approach this as though it were you know someone else's monologue really Mm -hmm. and then I was like okay now I'm acting though you know there it's like I'm this these are literally my words that literally (laughs) came from my emotions and sentiment and like you know my brain and I'm I'm thinking about it from like a third person perspective. What the heck? Just another way of creating a layer of protection. And, you know, I feel like, of course, it's been a year. I've, uh, and I feel like, well, if I sat down and did it now, I could 100% do it better than I did it last time. But, you know, know, that's just my own little. Well, and you you think how, like, I always think of, like, Broadway actors and, like, they're doing the same show over and over and over again and, like, having to have that emotional complexity over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It just, like, I feel like that really rings true to what you're saying where, like, the first time you do it or, like, when you're in the rehearsal room and you're, like, you go home and you're, like, shit, I nailed it today. And then you do it again and you're, like, where was everything I did in that rehearsal? How do mm-hmm. I get back to this? Mm-hmm. Which is challenging. Absolutely. And I think that what what ended up working for me is I got to the point where I realized it's okay to let it like flow a little bit where it's like, yes, I'm having an emotional perspective on it, but sometimes it the it shifts a little like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe when I say, you know, this is going to be my year, I'm like thinking about like how awesome it's going to be or and then the next time I say it, I'm like, yeah, fucking right. You, you know, like, you know, it, it, it changes, mm-hmm. it, like, there's like a, a level of emotional processing that can shift throughout the performance of a piece. Yes. Yeah. It, it's like letting it breathe. It's like just letting, like, being there and then letting whatever comes out while I'm thinking or whatever thoughts I have, you know, kind of to naturally guide the, the way it goes. Yes, exactly. Love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to talk, too, in the rehearsal process, we kind of picked, you know, for you to talk to your idol, Lucille Ball, Mm -hmm. as kind of like having that conversation of like dreams versus reality. How did that feel like having that, I mean, you're imagining, usually we always say like pick someone you actually know, but it was just such an emotional moment. I feel like that one time you talked to her, it was really interesting. What was that like? You know, I actually feel <laughs> like I feel get, like I'm getting emotional about it right now just thinking mm. about it. And I think that for me talking to Lucille Ball, she actually like she just she played such a I guess such a huge part in 
my understanding of the world and of the industry. And I, you know, I, I, I can't even put it into words other than that. So she, she like simultaneously represented my huge, you know, this huge dream, this like fantasy of, you know, yes, I'm watching Lucy and Lucy is alive and she exists and I'm connected with her because I'm watching her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when my mom told me that she was dead, (laughs) it was, it was literally like, okay, so now reality sets in. Mm. It was like, this is my dream and that is a fake fantasy. And this is reality. Lucy Mm. is dead. That show is a repeat from years Mm. ago. (laughs) Like, you know, like, (laughs) you you know, just so many different things. And so it felt like it almost, it was like going back to that part of me that still, you know, believes. Like when I was a little girl, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a famous actress. Mm. I am an actress and I had never acted a day in my life. (laughs) I'm like, I'm an actress. I am famous. I am rich. I am all, you know, it was just so, I was so connected with that. And then I was truncating like my life source. (laughs) And then I was like, you know, it kind of went on with reality. And I never thought, I never thought about going back to that point. And then we did that. And when you said, why don't you try picturing Lucille Ball? I was like, yeah, okay. And then I started talking and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) The feels. (laughs) The feels. Oh, it did. It really did. You know, it really did turn on on a really great reminder. It kind of gave me a little spark of, hey, it's okay. And and it's so weird that I don't know. I guess maybe after a certain point of acting, like you get really good at like imagining things. Uh Uh-huh. And like, I was just like imagining, I didn't realize like how well I like, I like could see how she would react to me. Mm-hmm. Like I have this whole idea about who she is and how she, you know, was. And it, it's just really interesting because I didn't realize that was that vivid in my mind. Another good acting tip here, if yes. any actors are listening. Yes. It's like you do need to have someone like that when you are reading a piece, having a monologue or whatever it is at an audition because it really does change the piece. And the fact that you could see how she's reacting to you, then naturally you react back. And that that is acting. It's reacting to the person you're talking to. You're like in a scene when you're doing a monologue. And so you need that that person, you know? Absolutely. And I honestly, I didn't come from um, training that did a lot of monologues. Um, I've done more now. I do them on my own, not necessarily in my training with coaches. But I didn't, I had never done that before. Like I remember I, I for like a very short period of time, I, I was posting videos of myself talking on YouTube and just like talking about like, you know, stuff that had happened in my life and like what the lesson of it was and all that stuff. And somebody posted a comment once that said, who are you talking to? And I was like, you, obviously. And and then now (laughs) looking back, I I understand that completely differently where it's like, I was just kind of talking to the air and now I'm like, oh my gosh, pick a person, see their face talk to them is someone you know well or you feel like you know well or you have an idea of how they would react and yes it's gold yeah and tell your story like to that person yeah yeah so good so good well I would love to end on 
like a fun a fun little thing because we love I Love Lucy. I would love to know either your favorite I Love Lucy episode or a moment in the show or something that you just absolutely adored about her. I want to just like yes. end on idols because the show is bitches yeah. get personal. Yes. So we we love Lucy. She was yes, an amazing bitch. Absolutely. So, um, you yes. know, so many just things just popped into my head right now, but I I, I think that what I loved about Lucy is how endearing, just how endearing she is, or she, how endearing she was. Like, just being so comfortable, like, I'm gonna do anything I want for attention from my man. And, and just like her, her and Ethel, oh my gosh. Squad goals for days, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I, I don't know, I, I can't, I can't pick one thing. I can't pick one thing. I, I'm gonna go with, I will just say how endearing and lovely and you know she was a little aloof but you know always with a good heart yeah oh i love that well thank you so much for talking about your piece and so happy to hear that everything is going well and on yes. the up and up that's yes. what we want to hear after these yes, little check-ins yes thank you so much <laughs> thank you bye, bye. <laughs> It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. You can find tickets to future shows in the 2021 season at itspersonalonstage.com or in the link in our Instagram bio. Super easy. It's Personal on Stage. While you're on our website, take a second to catch up with our blog, sign up for a class or two, invest in a membership, and our Explorer store for the cutest merch ever. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.